Hello and welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Oscar County. My co-host is Nabil Alani. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest once again. It's Mr. Mark Romig. Uh, Mark, how you doing? Doing fine. You know, I'm uh, looking forward to a, an exciting Sunday in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome with uh, the Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints. And it's also the holidays, so we're getting ready for Thanksgiving and, uh, and Christmas and Hanukkah and everything else down here. Yeah, in the great city in New Orleans, Mark is, you're in New Orleans. And Mark, uh, tell the people, why are you here today on, on the show? Who are you? Well, I, you know, I'm the stadium announcer for the New Orleans Saints. I have been the stadium announcer for eight years. I took the mic over after my dad retired. Dad did it for 44 years. So we've had a roaming in the house controls booth now for uh, uh, 52 years. And um, it's, uh, it's an exciting uh, opportunity to, to kind of be up front and up close and, and uh, be part of uh, uh, NFL football, which is exciting. And my brother, Jay, has been with the Saints for 46 years. He controls the scoreboard. And my sister, Mary Beth, has been spotting for, tw- uh, for 30 years now. So she's in the booth. So it's a kind of family affair up in the house controls booth. Nice. That's well, amazing. Cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So cheers to that. And cheers to yeah, you. Cheers to you. Cheers, and cheers to you. Yes. I'm, I'm holding a Bud Light because all of our sacks in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome at a Saints game are sponsored by Bud Light. Oh. Hey. Well, cheers to that. I know the Falcons had about six or seven sacks last time they were in New Orleans. So that was a lot of Bud Yeah, Light. I know. I know. Don't have to bring that up. That's all right. Oh, it's okay. Uh, well, hey, you're drinking Bud Light. I know you're drinking another beer we're going to talk about in a moment. Yeah, I have the other beer here. And this is, uh, you know, when Saints fans get together, particularly when they get rowdy, uh, there's a chant that goes about who dat say they're going to beat them Saints. Who dat? Who dat? Well, obviously somebody had to come up with a beer that says who dat. So there's who dat golden ale, and it's put out by the Urban South Brewery in New Orleans. It's uh, it's delicious as well, I, but I can only drink one beer at a time. I'll open that up in a little bit. All right, yeah. Let us know when you crack it. Please. Oh, at my age, at sixty-four years old, I've got to be careful, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I normally start with this. This is uh, how we start. Yeah, I'd like to get a a keg of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, hey. it looks like a keg. Uh, this is a growler. So this is actually from a local place in uh, downtown Lawrenceville, where where I live. Um, yeah. I love going to a place called Exhibit Ale. And uh, we have, we're drinking Parish, and that's um, and I, Parish is a brewery in New Orleans. Yes, Parish. We're drinking Ghost in the Machine. So I figured, you know, since you're on, since the Saints and Falcons are be playing, might as well be drinking in New Orleans. Thank you. Let's let's toast to the game. Here's the cheers to uh, to a great game on Sunday. Oh yeah. My my godmother lived in Dunwoody, Georgia. Um, uh, she's uh, she's passed passed away, but uh, Doris Kandra, she lived in Dunwoody, Georgia, for many many years. So. Atlanta's very close to my heart, and there's a huge Saints fan in in, uh, Atlanta by the name of Maria Casson, C-A-S-O-N, and she lives uh, in Atlanta, and so when I go to Atlanta for a Saints game, I always stay with Maria and her husband. That's awesome. That's awesome. Shout out, Maria. Yeah, and fun fact about Atlanta, you know, I've never been to New Orleans. I really want to go. Obviously, I have to come, and yeah, I'm I'm a big wrestling fan actually, and uh, WrestleMania has been in New Orleans a couple of times now. Oh yeah, WWE man, it has packed the Superdome on two occasions so far. Yeah, do you get to work those? Were you there for any of those? I was there as I, I participated as a as a spectator, and I worked on the host committee while they were here. 
Uh, they're fantastic. WWE puts on a great show. We've had Raw as well here in the Monday night. And uh, they, it, it's, it is the Super Bowl of, uh, of wrestling, and it's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that WrestleMania 30 was one of the best ever. Like, Undertaker lost WrestleMania. Undertaker. Uh, it's crazy. I, you know, and I watched wrestling, that wrestling as a child, and I never really got into it until I, I went to my first WWE event in New Orleans. And it was like, I'm booked. This is great. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. We all love yeah, it. We, I grew up loving WWF. Well, I, I call it F still. WWE. And then, uh, you know, yeah, like, uh, move. Yeah. Move I still watch every now and then. Um, okay, and, well, and then, okay, you mentioned Atlanta. So we're actually at Atlantic Park in Peachtree Corners. And literally within walking distance from here, you might hear of a guy named Alvin Kamara because he went to high school right around the corner. No kidding. I did not know that. Yeah, he is He is just making it big right now. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I was on a phone call yesterday with someone else who, whose first name is K-A-M-A-R-A, and she pronounces Kamara. Mm-hmm. But on the, on the uh, phonetics chart, when I'm announcing the Saints, it's Kamara. Kamara. And she wanted me to remind him that it's Kamara. That's what her family says it should be. I said, well, you need to call out and, and talk to him about that because I'm told it's Kamara, like like the car. So it's interesting. But yeah. he, it's lights out. He is, he's not only a rusher, he's a receiver, uh, and he's a cheerleader. He's a great member yeah. of the team. Yeah. Um, pro- like arguably the top running back in the league right now. You know, there's a couple other up there, you know, Christian McCaffrey, make case for Dalvin Cook, but, you know, Kamara's right up there, you know. I, Jones, I, Jones is another one, really yeah. doing, doing really well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I'm glad uh, Christian McCaffrey's back. I know he had um, he had that injury for a bit. Definitely, definitely. I, might, uh, I might have to take care of something real fast. I'll be back. Uh, okay, that's really awkward. Um, yes, yeah, I, I don't that's know. That's okay. I, I, you know what? Atlanta, New Orleans this Sunday is going to be like the reunion on TV at least, because, you know, we're still in a restricted phase with the number of fans we can have in the Superdome. Oh. Uh, so I'm not sure how many Atlanta fans would actually take the drive to New Orleans to be just in the city for the game. But it is such an exciting, uh, yeah. oh, look at you. I had to do it, Mark. I had to do it. You know? Why did, that hurts. That I got to take another sip on that one. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know. Wow. It's that golden ale, but yeah. Wow, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. Speaking okay. of catching you off guard, um, I was completely caught off guard. Actually, I really wasn't because I should have expected it. That crap of a Bears offense yesterday. Did you watch that Monday night game? It was, uh, you know, I, I was more concerned about, about Foles' injury, you know, how he was doing, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, we, our, our wonderful Drew Brees um, got hit pretty hard, and, um, and he's now in uh, – he's going to recover fine. He's going to – look, Drew's like Superman, so he's going to come back. But it's just tough to watch that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So from uh, from everything that's being said right now, Nick Foles um, looks like he's doing okay. Uh, they they did say that they're pro- probably going to hold back what's exactly going to happen until after the bye week. Yeah. But um, it looks like he is doing okay, and uh, Nagy was optimistic about him playing um, after the after the bye week. Yeah. I saw the quote in the uh, in the paper about that, and it's it's typical. I know our coach, Coach Sean Payton, you don't want to be discussing injuries anyway. You don't yeah. want to give anything away. But I looked to a good game this Sunday, and 
should be pretty, pretty exciting. I mean, it's always, look, Atlanta, New Orleans, it's like, it's like Alabama, LSU. It is always going to be exciting. And back in the days when I was younger, Tulane, LSU, Tulane University, LSU, because they were both in state or in state, that was a big rivalry. They don't play each other right now, but um, it's, you know, it's exciting. That's what sports brings people together. And I think that this is, this is what we need more in this country. And I think the game this week, weekend will be just as exciting as ever. Yeah. And also, just speaking of Tulane and LSU, last night's Monday night game did have a Tulane-LSU matchup. People didn't realize Justin Jefferson going up against Darnell Mooney. There's so many, um, there's so many people that come out of colleges in, the, in Louisiana that are playing for the NFL. It's, it is, I think we're one of the highest seeding states in the, uh, in, the, in the country into the NFL. Yeah, I mean, uh, de definitely uh, – uh, Louisiana, I think Georgia's getting pretty, I think Georgia. Yeah. And Texas, you know, Texas plays its role as does California, but Louisiana being a small state for the most part, it really, it, we, because you know why? We've got great college and high school coaches here. Fantastic, fantastic men and women that really are, you know, doing it the right way. And, and student athletes that are coming out of our colleges and universities. Yeah. Um, so getting into a little bit more of, you know, what you do, um, mm -hmm. So, so I, right when I found out you were coming on, I really wanted to ask you, what do you think is the best game you were ever at that you call? Oh, wow. That's a hard, hard question to answer. I, I, the, the most memorable game so far was the first one I called because I was as nervous as you know what. <laughs> dad, you imagine that my dad has done this from 1969 to 2013- pre-game. His last game was the last preseason game. So for 44 years, never missed a game, 446 consecutive games. So the year going into that last year for him, he um, comes to the conclusion, you know what, I, I need to hang it up. I need, I need to move on. And so he and the Saints, they talked about it and they said, what do you think about your son? Your son sounds very much like you. David, Dad and I would, would joke that we have a deviated septum that was, you know, we got from our, our, the hereditary. And so we did sound like a little bit nasal. And Dad said, that'd be, that'd be great. Yeah, let's, so they approached me and I said, I'd be very happy to, but I didn't know what I was accepting. I mean, it was like following the, the giant of my dad who was just so beloved. And so he finishes, they give him a fond farewell in that first game. And you know what? It was the Atlanta game. Oh, wow. 2013. And uh, the first time I had to push that button for me to talk over the 70,000 people or so at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, you, my heart was like up here. But, you know, you're a fan as well as an announcer. So you're in the game. And so it, it the gods were with me. God was with me. And I just it just happened, but that's the most memorable game. And then the coach sent me a football after the game with the score. New Orleans won with the score. And, um, and it was just, it was just a nice, you know, like, okay, this was it. I did, I, I can do this. And dad was sort of my coach on my shoulder for, for a couple more years while he could uh, relate to that and what was going on. And uh, it, that, that was special. So that was probably my favorite and my most memorable game, that first game that I did. And that, so this is my eighth year. It's a little different this year. The first game this year, we had no fans except for the practice squad sitting in the west side, about 20 guys. And then the next game, they, were allowed, they allowed um, family and friends of the players to come in. So that was about 750. 
And then the most recent game this past week against San Francisco, we had 6,750 people spread out, spread out in the dome. So you can imagine. Wow. If you, it was really loud. Yeah, it was much louder than the first game. Um, <laughs> and the first game, they actually uh, put a limit on the decibel level. So we couldn't go above like 70. And that's what I'm using my total voice and I'm doing my third down call or that first down saints or the touchdown saints. I'm at about 90, 95 decibels, but to be at 70, you know, it was, it was really strange, but you know what? We've had to adapt this whole year since March and we'll continue to adapt because we are, you know, we know that's, that's how we're going to survive. We're going to just have to adapt and we'll just make it work. So it's been pretty exciting. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's really cool. I, there's so many questions I have, like, just about the whole history and, and all that stuff. But really, I mean, it's like, what, how do you keep yourself out of the game? Cause I know when I watched my teams, which is like mainly the Falcons, like all the Atlanta teams, but like the Falcons, the Lakers and like Missouri, but like, I can't help but yell at the TV sometimes and like get mad. And like the saints have been through a lot of heartbreak and like other, you know, other great moments too. So like, how do you, yeah, I mean, it's business. It's- yeah, I'm a fan. I, I, you know, I come to the game as a fan. I can be emotional, but to be true to the, uh, to the visiting team and, and through NFL protocol, the stadium announcer has to call the game fairly. They do allow the home announcer to stretch out a third down call announcement or to give a little bit more punch here or there, but you cannot, you can't, you can't lead cheers. I cannot be a, a cheerleader. I can't be the person on the field saying, yell, cheer, all that. That's not my role. So it's a little bit different, I think, than the NBA. The NFL is very much of a, um, uh, from what I've, what I've ascertained, let's be fair. You've got a visiting team. You've got to you know, announce their names when they hit it, when they do a play, announce the home team when they do a play. And, um, they they do allow some of that flexibility for for like a third down call or a touchdown call, but uh, the, the the key is to be fair, and that's that's the right thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's super cool. Anybody got anything? Um, so and, and my dad, my dad, you can imagine this now. He was the the third year of the Saints as a team. He comes in as announcer, and he was. He had a love affair with football. He was announcing Tulane football at the time, Tulane Green Wave. And so he was doing that on Saturday. And they had a, a changeover in uh, a person who was going to do the announcing for the third season. So they called dad and said, hey, would you be interested in doing this? And so he, dad jumped in with both, both feet. And so for many years, he did Tulane on Saturday night and the Saints on Sunday in the old Tulane Stadium, which was located on the Tulane University campus, which has since been torn down after the Superdome was built. And then he moved over into the Superdome. Saints football has been my family's, and I will say this in, in a in a reverent way, but it's been our family's religion for now 52 years. Sundays, my, my mom says this, this is, this is what she says, and you probably have heard this quote, I've been quoted by saying this. There are two seasons. There's the Saints season and waiting for the Saints season and no <laughs> other seasons. Now, and mom at 88 years old, she wears the same outfit for every Saints game that she watches on TV. She's got the same routine. That's what she does. And that's sort of what, you know, and there are Atlanta Falcons fans that do the same thing. They've got their 
structure and what they do and, and that's what they're going to do. So since you, you know, grew up with the team, who was your favorite player growing up? Well, growing up, my first uh, player that really comes to mind as someone who I got to know as a Saints player was Billy Kilmer, mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, Tom Dempsey. I was there when he kicked the, the at the time, the 63-yard field goal, which was going to be the record for, sat for many years as a field goal. Uh, he had the club foot. You remember him. Um, he kicked that field goal. We were playing Detroit. We were losing um, 16 to 17. He kicks the field goal with a few seconds left, and we win 19-17. We beat Detroit. It's huge, huge. It was like half the stadium had left because they had given up on the Saints. And I was with dad up in the uh, house controls booth and, you know, they line up for the field goal and they're like, there's no way he's going to kick a 63 yard field goal. Well, sure enough goes through the, and dad was like, it's good. He kicked it. It's good. Well, apparently people could hear it out on Claiborne Avenue who had left the stadium already. And to this very day, no one will say that they left the stadium early. They'll all say, Oh yeah, I was there. I was there. I was there. Um, so Tom Dempsey, and then we get into the Archie Manning years. Archie, who has produced, you know, the legacy of football here in, in uh, New Orleans and around the world with Peyton and Eli and, yeah, and, Arch. and Arch and the grandson Arch, who's just killing it over at Newman High School. Um, and Cooper, who is the, um, the brother who played at Ole Miss, and now he kind of manages everybody's uh, affairs, and he's the funniest guy of all. Yeah. Um, Great family. And so Archie Manning and then, you know, George Rogers and uh, Deuce McAllister and uh, Ricky Williams. I mean, the names just come come to me. And of course, uh, Drew Brees, who came in right after Katrina and has been with us since 2006 and has really been sort of the, the backbone of, of the franchise, along with uh, Coach Sean Payton and uh, in the front office with Mickey Loomis and, um, of course, uh, Tom Benson is really the one that when he bought the team back in the eighties, he started moving it in a direction of, I'm going to bring a winner here to new Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, no disrespect to John Meekham, but Mr. Benson really, that was his goal. And he made the right moves with Jim Mora. And then of course, Sean Payton. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's really been magic for us. And, and Drew and his family have really embraced the city in such a, a strong way. Um, uh, and, you know, we've, you know, Marcus Colston and, you know, we got Michael Thomas now. It's, it's been fun to be a Saints fan. I won't lie. Like, obviously the Falcons are my number one favorite team. Of course. And I accept that. I accept that this evening. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who are listening, I had to go put on the Julio Jones jersey uh, just because it's Falcons Saints week. Although this, usually I'm very excited for this game today. I was very excited to talk to you. So this has been yeah. great. Um, I'm, to your point, though, about New Orleans football culture and Louisiana football culture, like, as much as I love the Falcons, I mean, Sean Payton and Drew Brees are, like, two of the best we've the NFL has ever seen at what they do. And a personal favorite Saints memory of mine, like, well, one, the Falcons-Saints rivalry goes back to Aaron Brooks and Michael Vick. Yes. They were cousins. They were cousins. And then they're opposing quarterbacks. And Joe Horn. I didn't, know they were, I didn't know they were cousins. Yeah. They were, like, second cousins. No kidding. But, yeah. Cool. And so they're second cousins, but then Joe Horn with the cell phone. Yeah. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the head scratcher of head scratchers. So it's so crazy <laughs> that you brought up Joe Horn because I just saw like today that um, his son, Jace Horn, which it's so crazy when you see like a player you watched when you were a kid and their kid's about to be in the NFL. But yeah, Jace Horn did um, just opt out for the NFL draft. But Really? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, you said that earlier about Arch, um, who is Cooper's son. And he is just lights out over at Newman High School. I think he's sophomore. I think he's a sophomore. Yeah, and like it's just crazy. Like, uh, what was it? Maybe like a month and a half ago, they were airing his game on ESPN, and I was just yeah. like, "Why is there a high school?" And, oh, that's a Manning. That and sense. I know of families who whose son plays for Newman, who um, so is on the team with Arch, and they say that Arch is as as solid and as humble as Archie as Archie Manning is I mean Cooper and um, Ellen have raised a, a really fine young man so uh, we expect great things um, just as a citizen he's he's going to be terrific. terrific if you could just do me a favor and I know that this I don't want to get you in trouble but if you could just do me a favor you know I, I know you know Saints have had an awesome quarterback for a couple of awesome good years Falcons have had a quarterback can you just give awesome them? Can you just give the Bears a Manning? Like, just help the Bears get a Manning. I mean, come <laughs> well, on. you know they got some drafts coming up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I, uh, the, your your quarterback, Mr. Ryan, I met him when he won the Sugar Bowl uh, Manning Award. Okay. Uh, he he came to New Orleans and uh, received that award, if I remember correctly. If my memory is good, he yeah. played college for who? Boston BC. College, BC. Yes. Yeah. So that the year that he. Um, uh, you know, the Sugar Bowl, All-State Sugar Bowl gives out a, a, uh, through the Archie Manning, a, the annual quarterback award. And I believe uh, he won that. And I was uh, president of the Sugar Bowl uh, at one time. And uh, he came to New Orleans to accept that. Nice. Very cool. I actually met him once. And he's been really neat. He's been a good citizen of Atlanta, hasn't he? Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Matt Ryan's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done a lot for this city. And, you know, on the field and off the field, right? Of yeah. course. Like, like he's, he's a great guy. I actually met him after an Atlanta Dream game one time. I just gave him a high five, you know. But, like, uh, that was really cool. And before I forget, even though I, I don't expect anything to you say anything about him, but Pete Maravich went to LSU, Pistol Pete. And I, I was able to watch him play once when he played for the Jazz. Um, yeah. I, I didn't go to LSU. I went to the University of New Orleans for my college. Uh, and – he was playing about the same time I was in high school and to watch him at the Loyola Fieldhouse when he played for the jazz was very special. That was another just angel that got taken away from us too, much too early. And what a, what a legacy. Former Hawks great went to LSU. Yeah. And then the reason I bring up LSU is because, you know, you talk about New Orleans football culture, like the same, uh, the Tigers won last year in the Superdome. So were you able to call that game? And, like, you've called the Super Bowl games. Yeah, I, I have the fortune of calling a Sugar Bowl every year uh, in whatever game is being hosted here. But last year they brought in their own announcer. The uh, Bowl Championship Series – excuse me, i got to get that right. The College Football Playoff <laughs> um, CPF um, – CFP, College right. Football Playoff. Um, they now have their own announcer. But I have called – as my dad did several national championships in the past. So I was a fan in the stadium at that moment in time last year. I, I could be wrong, but did Georgia win the, did, was 1980 Georgia's national championship. Was that in New Orleans? I think so. We'd have to 
quickly do a Google search, but I believe yeah, that's the case. And my dad would have announced that game. That's cool. Did he also announce the 85 Bears Super Bowl? Super Bowl he Super would have. I, dad did four Super Bowls. Uh, and very similarly, um, the, ultimately, they started having their own in-house announce that they would bring in. But Dad did he did the very first Super Bowl we did, which was Minnesota-Kansas City. Uh, that's when Stram won at Old Tulane Stadium. It was a very cold January. I remember sitting with Dad in the house controls booth, and they had a little – this was like a little shack underneath the upper deck, and they had a, a, a foot warmer in there for us. It was freezing. But I was up there with Dad. That was special. And then he did three more. Oh wow! And then the NFL starts traveling with their own announcers. You know, it's just that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's been great though. I mean, I, I work on the uh, the Super Bowl host committee when they when they do come to New Orleans. Our next one is in 2025, uh, and I'm I'm fortunate to be able to serve on the committee there. So I'm looking forward to, uh, and I won't be announcing it, but I'll I'll help with. Uh, sure public relations and media relations. Right. I think two other events that have happened in the Superdome is Michael Jordan's national championship shot. Maybe that was your dad. He certainly had to be Tom Brady's first Super Bowl because that was in New Orleans. He could have been. I don't I, I need to give you the um, the history of my dad. I'm not sure the number the years that he did it, but he did four. Uh, and and look working with the NFL's been a lot of fun. They they really they don't leave anything to, to be guessed. They, they want to make sure that yeah. not only the fans have a great experience in the stadium, but that the two teams feel like there's a, there's an even play there. And that that's, that's been good. I like that. And that game the 1980 national championship game was in new Orleans. Yeah. So that, yeah, that would have done that very much. So have y'all, have you been to the dome? I have not. That's, that's one of my, uh, one of my buckets on the bucket list. So we're going through a renovation right now uh, to get ready for the 2025 Super Bowl, which we'll host. Um, they're making uh, huge improvements to the concourse area, to the um, access up to the uh, into the seats, um, adding some bunker club, very similar to what you'd have at your Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, I've right. been there and I love that stadium. You've got a great stadium. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we should you. rename the New Orleans Saints Falcons rivalry the Benz rivalry. The Ben's Ravel. Well, you know what? Our um, stadium sponsorship is up uh, soon. So um, uh, I think they're going to be looking for uh, something else there. But uh, it has been, it's been great. We've had Mercedes-Benz for several years. And it's, they've yeah. been a great partner to the stadium. But your, your stadium is, is beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Um, it, obviously, it's a different world now. But were you able to get to an Atlanta United game? at Mercedes-Benz Stadium by chance? Have you been to the soccer games here? No, I haven't. That's right, right across the street? Well, it's in, it's in, in the, the stadium, stadium itself? At Mercedes-Benz, but it is a crazy atmosphere. It's like the best ticket in town. The Falcons are great. I was actually there when Calvin Ridley caught his first touchdown as a oh, Falcon. Really? Um, What's but, it like? And how do they pack it? Oh, it's, it's the hottest ticket in town. In normal sure. circumstance, it's packed. So yeah. what is it a different show on the field and or – What's yeah, I mean, it's just Major League Soccer, you know, and like for a couple of years, because Atlanta won the Major League Ch Soccer Championship in like 2018. In, in the year, in the second year of their existence. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Those tickets are really great. But then like, I mean, I can only imagine what a Saints game is like, because I mean, it's, just it's uh, you know, when we can tailgate, we can't do that right now. But whether it's a noon game, a 325 game or a 710 or in the evening, 
the tailgates are huge all over town. Um, and then if you don't have a ticket, you're still partying somewhere in New Orleans. So that's why I think that's why you see a lot of people from Atlanta come to New Orleans for the Atlanta game, whether they have a ticket or not. And the same thing with people coming from New Orleans to Atlanta, whether they have a ticket or not. Atlanta's got a great downtown party atmosphere. So you're, you're going you're gonna to do, you're going to do fine no matter what. The, I, I got to give a shout out to Atlanta in general though. Go back to 2005, Katrina hits New Orleans. The stadium cannot host a game, right? We've got a stadium with holes in the roof. I'm president of the Sugar Bowl that year. Wow. We are called to the SEC meeting to figure out whether we can host a Sugar Bowl and do we need to move the Sugar Bowl somewhere? Where do we go to, where do we do the game? Because it's only New Orleans affected. The SEC's playing, they're gonna have a champion. They're gonna be able to play another game, another team. So what do we do? Sugar Bowl's gotta keep its tradition alive. So we looked around, they considered Texas, they considered Baton Rouge, but we wound up going to Atlanta to host the Sugar Bowl for 2006. West Virginia versus Georgia was a fantastic game. West Virginia won that game, but it was, Georgia was favored. Um, the people at the, at the Peach Bowl, or the Chick-fil-A Bowl, I guess it's called now, yeah. um, were our hosts and they were, they were opened the doors for us. We brought the entire Sugar Bowl staff to Atlanta. We brought the Sugar Bowl members to Atlanta. It was very magical for us to be able to do what we needed to do to host our Sugar Bowl, even though it was in another city. And it's the only time it ever happened that way. We were in Atlanta for that, that uh, January 1st game. It was special. And so Atlanta opened their arms to us, and we will never forget that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That's Thank super you. cool. Um, so, you know, as we do, you know, start moving to wrap up, you know, we do, we also do talk about, you know, the games and everything. And there is the game coming on this week. What, what game is that? What, I think it's a – no, Bears are on by. What game is it, Austin? Oh, man. It's, what are we talking about? That, oh, that, yeah, 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 Atlanta. Uh-huh. Okay. They're like, who that Jones, man? Touchdown, Saints! <laughs> so um, – Actually, what you're going to hear, hopefully, over the, over the television and the radio is when I do this. It's third down! I don't have the lung capacity to even listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to give Nabil like a chest bump like right now. Like, let's go out here and convert this third down. Man. All right. So, um, it does look like, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, and it looks like he's going to have a good recovery. You know, Drew Brees will be out this game. But Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, I don't think it's been decided yet who's going to be starting. Oh, but both of them can play, right? I mean, I think Coach Payton will, will come up with the right formula, as he always does, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting. Whatever happens, it'll be an exciting game. And I think it adds a little bit more um, energy to the game, right? Because we want Drew to get well, and he will get well, and he's going to beat the odds, um, as he always does. Uh, I remember last year with Teddy Bridgewater having to step in when uh, Drew had to go through his uh, recovery, but – I definitely remember that because y'all beat the Bears. You got to give it to the Saints for uh, being able to pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I'm curious and to see, like, with Jameis Winston, this is a real opportunity for him, you know? And, I mean, he's got the LASIK surgery, which I think is, like, fascinating that, you know, that could, like, really be a factor in terms of his elevated play, but also he's got great coaching now, you know? Um, not to say Bruce Arians wasn't a great coach, but Sean Payton, he's in the system. He's got Drew Brees to learn from. He's got Taysom Hill to work off of. He's been a great uh, team. I mean, he's fit right into the team. Our team is a 
very special locker room um, uh, bond uh, right now. And, and it's, it's, you know, as you know, you, you need that in a, in a team if you're going to everybody pull on the same side of the rope to win. And, and he's fit right in. And, and you know what? They're enjoying the game. They're enjoying playing, and which is what you can tell by looking at the sidelines. Yeah. Right. No, they have – they're always there. Yeah. I mean, and Jameis Winston knows Atlanta, at least for this game. I mean, he, he's beaten the Falcons before. It's not like he doesn't know the defenses that he's playing against. Yeah. Well, you know, it's going to be – look, whatever happens, it's going to be a great game. And, and I – to me, um, I remember a couple of Thanksgivings when we play Atlanta. I've been to Atlanta for those games. Um, and, and, and I've been to New Orleans. I've been to the New Orleans um, – excitement when Atlanta's come here for Thanksgiving. I know it's not Thanksgiving night like it's been over the last couple of years, but the, the weekend before Thanksgiving, it just makes makes Turkey Day even better. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of uh, good uh, Turkey Day matches. Between and I have nothing to do with the billboards, okay? So don't even bring up the billboards. That, that was not my, not my idea. I don't know. But, but that's part of the rivalry. That's part of the fun of the rivalry. I mean, last year's uh, Turkey Day game was fun just with all the onside kicks by uh, Young. <laughs> I mean, there was like four onside kick recoveries. That was amazing. <laughs> yes. I remember the Super Bowl onside kick that we did back uh, when we yeah. beat Colts. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, I mean, it's so great. And like, even though it's, you know, not Thanksgiving, like it does feel right. And it feels like it's going to be a close game. Um, I was wondering in terms of like one, maybe two questions for you like your job is Sundays that's your that's your job but like what goes into being an NFL announcer like during the week during the off season and stuff like that I mean is there I'm sure you have protocols to follow not necessarily this year but just in general and is it more research on the team or is it research on both teams or is it how do you do that yeah so obviously doing uh doing camp training camp uh getting uh familiar with who's coming in and, and who's uh, who's going to make the team and understanding positions and, you know, pronunciations as well, equally important uh, so that we can be accurate. Uh, so, you know, being close to the information that we can receive from the training camp and, and who's, who's doing well. Um, week of game uh, by Thursday, I'm getting the uh, flip card as we call it, that has the roster for both teams for the game, uh, including phonetics, of, you know, those names that are, that need, you need some assistance on pronunciation. Again, very important. Uh, and, you know, reviewing and, and, you know, kind of in your mind thinking through, okay, if that person catches the ball to that, you know, how, how does that sound? And then we get to the game at about four hours prior to kickoff and go through the script uh, and kind of understand what the tempo is going to be. And, and then we're, then kickoff and then we we're off and running. Off season, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan, so I'm watching movement around the stadium, and I mean, around the around this um, the uh, the uh, uh, field as far as you know who's getting traded and what's happening to that team, and you know how it could affect. It, it really starts getting exciting in late April, early May when the season uh, is announced, who's playing who, what the season looks like for New Orleans. You know, I get to my calendar and I'm mapping out okay where i'm going to be on this day or that day i don't travel with the team i i'm stadium announcer here so when they're playing away i can be a fan yeah. you know i can have some folks over when it's when it's appropriate in COVID, it's not that easy but uh have some folks over have a couple of brews 
watch the game as a fan. I practice watching the game and I, I'll announce first down, saves, you know, just to get into the motion. Uh, but it is, it's somewhat year round. It's exciting year round just to think about it. Um, and again, as I said earlier, it's a family affair. My brother, my sister, yeah. my mother, my mother is, you know, wearing her typical Saints outfit and, and the extended family is into it. That's yeah. amazing. Um, a job outside of this, you know, this is just a Sunday game day. I'm, I'm a game day contractor basically, but I also promote New Orleans tourism. My full-time job is chief marketing officer for the New Orleans and company, which is our CVB. The most cities have a CVB. Ours is called New Orleans and company. So I'm chief marketing officer, which means I'm helping put together all the messages that people see around the world about New Orleans as a destination to come visit. So if you see a commercial, about New Orleans or an ad, it's coming from our shop. And it means that we'd like you to come visit us and spend your money in New Orleans because we could sure use that right now. Um, I don't know if the Bears are playing your If they are, I may be down. <laughs> well, you know how to reach me and uh, there'll be a, a beer or two ready for you. Uh, and uh, if you got the time, we'll even cook a pot of red beans and rice for you. All right, um, yeah. Bears up coming. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll make. I'll make way. <laughs> no matter what, just come on down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm definitely coming to New Orleans. I'll make sure I bring him with yeah. me. I want to come to Bourbon Street. I want to go to Turkey and the Wolf. I know the Bill likes a good sandwich. I don't know if you've been there. Yes, fantastic. And also go see the National World War II Museum. It is a beautiful facility, along with the Audubon Zoo and the aquarium. Uh, and of course, the French Quarter always has some great sights. Nice. All right. Um, and uh, I got you a beignet. So there we go. Yes. Some beignet and coffee. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this has been great. I so, en so enjoyed talking with you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Well, we'll see you this weekend. Touchdown, Saints! <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. <laughs>